Hey everybody, it's Will from Neo. Welcome to another episode of the Tea Podcast. Today I'll be drinking a Gyokuro Cha Mesume uh, from Sakamoto. Um, this is actually one of my favorite teas. It's a Yabukita Gyokuro um, and it has a really strong umami note. It's um, So we have, at Neo we have three different uh, Gio Kuro's from all from Sakamoto. He, he does a really excellent job of um, organic Gio Kuro, something that's very difficult to do. I'll explain why in a, in a minute. Um, so we have the Cha Musume, uh, the Sasahime, and the Cha Meijin. And um, this is kind of like a, a little bit of a scale that the Yabukita is the most common cultivar in Japan. And um, Chamasume is is 100% Yabukita. It's uh, Yabukita is the easiest to grow of the Japanese cultivars. It's the most common, um, and then you get into Okumidori, which is known as you know taking a little more time to grow, being a little bit harder to grow, um, and so those teas end up being a little more expensive. And um, it's known for having, first of all, it's a it's a uh, wider leaf. The, the leaf itself looks different, um, so you can you can notice the uh, the difference almost right away. Um, but also the flavor is is a little more complex. It's um, we also have an Okomidori matcha, and that has a nice um, a round smoothness to it with very little astringency. So although there's no there's almost no astringency in this uh, Yabukita but the Sasahime is an even step above that. And then even higher is the Cha Meijin, which is made 100% from the Samidori, which is the third cultivar. Um, and that's even harder to grow than the Okumidori. And we're talking like 0.1% uh, of the plants produced in Japan are uh, Samidori. Uh, these are very long, skinny leaves, and they're known for being very sweet. So Samidori Matcha, for example, is one we had in uh, Shizuoka. And that is the sweetest matcha they have. It's also the most expensive because the Samidori is the hardest to grow. Um, so if you were wondering what the difference between those three cult, uh, those three Gyokoros, it's almost 100% um, cultivar. So Chamisume is uh, Yabukita, Sasahime is a mix of the Okomidori and the Yabukita, it's a blended tea. And then the Chamejin is purely the Samidori. So here you're gonna notice most of the sweetness, um, more complexity as well with the tea. Um, but if you're just kind of new to Gyokuro and you just kind of want to try it out, I would really recommend the Chamasume. It's kind of got just about everything you you would be looking for in a Gyokuro. You, you might not notice a difference in the cultivars unless you were a little more experienced with tea. Um, even now, I'm just starting to pick up a little bit on the difference. So if you're if you're new to tea, I would definitely recommend getting the Chamasume in the beginning. Um, I also recommend it to a lot of people that haven't even had Japanese green tea before because it kind of is a nice introduction to um, kind of what the ideal Japanese green tea could be. It's it's shaded, it's sweet, you know, darker leaves, finely rolled. Um, 
kind of this this green vegetal flavor, almost like a seaweedy kind of taste. Um, you got the umami. You know, a lot of people ask me also, uh, what's it? What's a tea that's so sweet? I'm, I don't need to add sugar to it, and that's definitely the gyokoro, or the fukumushi cha is also good too. I think I'm noticing the sweetness first, kind of like a. almost like a sweet corn note. Um, and then it's evolving a little bit into a more of a grassy or vegetal flavor. Um, and then it finishes with a nice uh, umami flavor at the end. And I'm noticing at the sides of my tongue a little bit more of the flavor. Um, I'm also getting a little bit of creaminess with this tea. And each of the flavors I mentioned will diminish or increase depending on uh, the temperature of the water that you're using. So for instance, you may be able to extract a little bit more of the creaminess of the tea if you go up to about 70 degrees. But I would recommend keeping it below 70. I try to go around 60 degrees. Although, although this is a really, really high quality tea, I find that it's not as sensitive to uh, changes in temperature actually. So uh, the shincha, for example, that we sell, um, I've noticed is very sensitive. So if you're like five degrees too much, um, five degrees too high in the steeping temperature, or if you leave it in for, you know, 20 extra seconds or something, you could have a very uh, almost unpleasant tea. Um, I remember the last little bit of the shincha packet that I had. Um, I, I ended up leaving it in there for 20 seconds too long and I was actually pretty pretty upset about that. Um, but, little trick, I don't know if it'll work for you, but I was able, I was actually pretty surprised I was able to get this to work. I've never been able to get it to work before. Um, I actually added a little bit more hot water to the tea just to dilute it and it actually tasted fine. Um, I wouldn't recommend that with every tea, but uh, in, a, in an emergency, you know, that could be your, your last resort. Yeah, this is this very powerful flavor coming from the gyokuro. Um, I find that I, I like teas with a lot of flavor to them. Um, so I don't appreciate as much the the, the subtleties and the, the light sweetness, the light grassiness, I kind of more, I kind of like more of a gyokuro and a matcha where you kind of notice the flavor right away. Um, and I think I'll probably evolve over time as I learn a little bit more about tea. But I've been steeping this at, the recommended is as low as like 40 degrees Celsius, which is like, uh, 40 degrees Celsius is like, almost like a hot tub, like, or a, or a warm bath. I mean, it's, it's not, you couldn't really even call it hot water. It's just really kind of warm water. Um, and that's what, what, one of the things that makes the gyokuro uh, unique is that it's recommended that you steep incredibly low temperature. And that's kind of, that's kind of a Japanese green tea thing. Um, a lot of the Japanese green teas 
are far lower than, for instance, the Chinese green teas, which would be like 175 degrees Fahrenheit. These are gonna be like 140 uh, Fahrenheit. Um, and then the, the Okuro, the recommended is 104 Fahrenheit to 112. Um, but I like to go around 120. And I just find that the tea is just too, it's just not enough. Like you, you can go higher with this tea and, um, <clears throat> and you're gonna get a little bit more out of it. This is gonna come at the cost of a second steeping. The second steeping is gonna get a little bit weaker the more you take out of the first, obviously. Um, and I actually, the, I find with this tea that I noticed the biggest difference between the first and the second steeping. The first steeping is like incredible. I think this is the first steeping of this, I think is the, one of the best teas I've ever had in my life. <clears throat> and then the second steeping is, you know, just okay. Or maybe it just tastes just okay because the first steeping was so good. So uh, what I mentioned before is that organic yokuro is really hard to grow. And the reason for that is because of the shading. So what makes Gyokuro special is that it's actually shaded for 21 days before the harvest. And other than matcha, this is the longest period of shading of any green tea. And that's why Gyokuro is known for um, being the highest quality green tea in Japan um, in terms of shaded teas. So what happens in the 21 days is the plant is cut off from the sunlight. So they roll these mats over the tea plant uh, known as kabuse. And uh, these mats shut off the, shut out some of the sunlight and they, they can do it progressively. So start with 50% and then move up to 70% shade and then 80%. Um, but basically you're cutting off the sun from the tea plant and when the sun is cut off from the tea plant, the tea plant needs to produce more chlorophyll to uh, maximize the uptake of the sunlight. So in order to cope with less sunlight, it has to produce more chlorophyll. And this really changes the chemical structure of the plant. Um, so you're seeing more chlorophyll being produced, more theanine, a uh, little bit more caffeine as well, um, because the caffeine is actually used to uh, ward off insects. So as the tea plant becomes weaker, it needs to produce more caffeine, from what I understand, um, in order to protect itself. It's kind of something that it, it produces when the, the plant is under stress. Um, so with organic methods, because you're not using conventional pesticides, um, you're not using you know conventional fertilizer, it's difficult for farmers to keep those tea plants alive and healthy for 21 days without sunlight. Um, but we found a farmer, uh, Mr. Sakamoto, in southern Japan uh, that produces an excellent organic fertilizer. And this fertilizer is so good that other farmers buy it from him um, because it's easier than making it themselves. And, you know, they haven't found his because they haven't found his uh, exact method. Um, they, they buy fertilizer from him so they can use it on the, their tea plants. This fertilizer makes the tea plant 
uh, more robust and healthier. And then the, the tea plant is able to survive through these 21 days. So if you take a comparison of uh, an organic Gyokuro that was produced by another farmer and you compare it to Mr. Sakamoto's, you'll notice that Mr. Sakamoto's has a very deep jade green color. Whereas the, the other um, tea plant will actually start to, um, it's actually start to oxidize because the tea plant is kind of dying a little bit. And for that reason, the taste is actually more in the direction of an oolong because it's a partially, slightly oxidized tea, just like an oolong. So with a lower quality organic gyokuro, you'll start to notice it's, uh, it's gonna taste a little bit of a, it's gonna have a little bit of a flowery note. Um, and it's gonna have a little bit of a, you know, almost like a honey note, but which sounds nice, but if you're looking for that, you don't pay Gyokuro prices. Just get yourself an oolong um, and you'll be good. But this one, this tea is very special uh, because it's rare to find uh, an organic Gyokuro of this quality. Um, so that's why I really believe in this tea and it's definitely my favorite tea. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this tasting. I'll try to get more videos out to you very soon.